Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Let's go this morning to the Word of God together. Get your notepads out. Get your smartphones. Don't go onto Twitter. Don't go onto Instagram. Don't go onto Facebook. Nothing there is going to help you. Just putting it out there. I will help you more today. The Holy Spirit will speak better to you than Facebook will. Trust me. Amen. And you'll get better than all the, all the envy you're going to get on there looking at someone else. You, if you're going to post anything, say, I'm in the best place. I'm in church. In Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that I've always loved about this church, you know, we once did a survey on what was the predominant characteristic of people that made Metro Church their home. Now, I don't know what you might think it to be, but I'll tell you what came out of the survey. The number one characteristic of people that said Metro Church is my home was this. They said, I want to grow. The greatest thing in their heart was, I want to grow in God. I want to be who God has called me to be. And one of the things I've always loved about this church is your hunger to grow, to not stand still, regardless of age, regardless of circumstance of life, you can talk to people here that are in their 80s and they will tell you, I'm growing in God. You can talk to people in their teens. They'll tell you, I'm growing in God. You can talk to people that have got it all going on in success in business. They'll say, I'm growing in God. Everybody here seems to be keen to grow. So if you are new here today and you're going, what kind of church is this? Well, let me tell you, it's a church full of people that say, I'm not going to stand still. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to just park where I am, but I'm going to go on in Jesus' name and become everything that God wants me to be. Amen. 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 That was a bit half-baked, that clap. But here's the only rule I've ever made in Metro Church. If you're going to do something, do it well. All right? So if you're going to clap, give the Lord a great hand. Come on, give the Lord a great hand. We're not clapping the preacher, we're clapping Jesus. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 10 says this, So David, or this is 1 Chronicles 11 verse 9, because it's the same as 2 Samuel 5 and verse 10. It says, So David went on and became great, and the Lord of hosts was with him. It's exactly the same verse as 2 Samuel 5.10, and I think we've got a picture up here of my old Bible. This was the first Bible I ever bought. My mother-in-law, who wasn't my mother-in-law, was so excited that I'd made a decision to follow Jesus that she gave me $30 to buy this Bible. It's a wide margin Bible on both sides so you could write in it and write all your notes in it. And there you can see where I have uh, coloured in with yellow pencil this very verse I'm reading to you. Uh, I coloured it in because all those years ago, this spoke to me. And here I come almost going full circle and coming back to tell you it says, and David went on. And then there's a little number there. And it takes you over here to number four. In the Hebrew, it says he went on going and growing. He never just went on. The Bible says in the Hebrew, he went on going and growing. Lots of people are going. I don't think so many people in our world are growing. David is already king at this time, by the way. 
He's already top of the pile. He's made it. He's successful. But my Bible says that even though he'd reached a great place, how many here people can say today, I've reached a great place. My life is better than it used to be. I'm not back where I was. I'm not fighting the same battles I used to fight. I'm going to, I might be fighting battles, but not the same ones. I've seen God move in my life. I'm better and bigger than I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. So I'm going to keep on going and growing in Jesus' name. Tell the person next to you, I'm going and growing. He's keen to keep on growing and all of us need to keep on growing. Number one, the first reason we need to keep on growing is for destiny's sake. We need to keep growing because, listen, God has got a picture of you and you aren't quite that picture yet. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 says this. It says that he, him he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? It means that everybody that gets born again, God says, I am going to turn you out at the end looking like Jesus. You're going to think like Jesus, talk like Jesus, act like Jesus, minister like Jesus, bless like Jesus. He says, that's the plan. I'm going to turn you out looking nothing like the old you. I'm going to turn you out looking like a brand new you that the world will look at and go, wow, what happened to them? In other words, there's a destiny, predestined. There is a destiny for your life. Come on. There's a destiny for your life. And I need to keep on growing so that I will grow into everything that He has destined me to be. How many people can say, oh, don't worry about it, Jeff, I've already got that. I'm already here. I've arrived. I've made it. I've nailed that one. Anybody here? I didn't think so. Otherwise, we we're going to pray for you for that lying spirit. If you're not there yet, and I suspect that's all of us, if you're not there yet, then we need to keep on growing because there's more in God up ahead than where we are right now. I don't know about you, I am positively excited. I mean it. I'm excited about where I am and about the time I'm in, about the journey I'm on. Have I seen it all come to pass yet? Oh, not even close. But I tell you what, every day I get out of bed and trust God. I'm one step closer to what I'm gonna look like. Am I godly in every way yet? No, I wish I was, but every day He journeys with me and helps me and the Holy Spirit begins to trust transform me. When I come to worship like this, the Bible says it's like looking in a mirror, but instead of seeing me, I look up and I see the glory of God and I look and see what I'm going to be, not what I am, not what I used to be. I see what I'm going to be in Jesus' name. I see the glory of God over my life. I see the power of God over my life. I see the anointing of the Holy Spirit over my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If I get any hotter, I'm rolling my sleeves up. No more. For destiny's sake, we need to grow. Secondly, we need to grow to meet the needs of others. If you've ever had children, babies I mean, babies and toddlers don't meet needs. Apart from the need for cuteness in our world. And that pretty well I'm confident rubs off at 2am. 
Huh? Let me just do a little quick survey here. How many mums have ever been woken at 2am with a dirty nappy that has leaked out over the cot? <laughs> Necessitating not only a new nappy, but a change of the bedding. And how many have ever got up and looked down and said, oh, but you're so cute. <laughs> how many have gone, oh, yuck. And how many men have laid there pretending to be in a coma? Come on, raise your hands, all you guys, huh? We've laid there going like, I didn't hear anything. Sometimes, if the, sometimes in our house, if the dog scratches to get out, I'm there going, I didn't hear that, I didn't hear that. I hear Rhonda turn over and I go, okay, she's thinking about it. There's no such thing as cute at 2am. Babies and toddlers don't meet needs They need their needs met. And the will of God is that we all grow from needing help. Now listen, it's okay to need help, but just not forever in your life. We're all gonna have seasons. That's what the church exists for, is a body of people that help and love one another. Jesus said that we fulfil His commandment when we love each other. And that's beautiful and powerful But somewhere along the way, God wants you to grow so you start meeting other people's needs, not always be there saying, eh, eh, eh. As we grow, we develop strength and wisdom and become part of the answer for someone else's need. Can I say this to you? Because, you know, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and I follow all these famous preachers and and not famous ones and whatever. Can I tell you, listen, the, the grandness of a vision is never how complicated it is or how much it costs. The grandness of a vision always is how much of it is about others. Are you with me? Because too many people just get sucked into the look. Uh, the grandness of vision. Since this church started, 50% of all of our ministries directly impact people outside of our church. Most of our giving, we've given away millions over the years. And most of it has been given outside of our church. The grandness of a vision is, does it impact somebody else's life? The grandness of a call is not how many people follow you. The grandness of a call is, do you meet the needs of others? I preached up in Kununurra talking about uh, John, uh, John 4 verse 35. The fields are white under harvest. Lift up your eyes and have a look. And then I talked about Acts chapter 7 where Philip goes in Acts chapter 8. And, and I used three chapters there. And Philip goes down to Samaria and the entire city comes to Christ. And I'd never seen it ever before until I put that message together that Philip went and reaped the harvest that Jesus began with one woman at a well. John 4.35 is spoken to a woman at a well in Samaria. And years later, it all turns around. Philip goes down there as the great evangelist. He's the poster guy. Everything's happening. But it all started off because one person had a vision to become a blessing to one. Come on. It's not about how many people, how big your stage is, how much influence you've got. Are you, have you got the heart that says, I'm going to meet the needs of others. And if it's one, I'll meet the needs of one. Philip left the revival in Samaria, goes down into a desert road. A man comes riding past in a chariot. The Holy Spirit says, go join yourself to him. He goes and joins himself to the guy. He happens to be the Ethiopian eunuch. 
to Candace, Queen of the Ethiopians. Uh, Ethiopia today is the only uh, majority Christian country in Africa that I know of. 86% according to Google. Wikipedia says 86% of all Ethiopia is Christian because one man became a blessing to one. Do you have the kind of, uh, of growth in your life that doesn't leave you to be all about me and what I've got and my problems and my needs? Have you got the kind of spirit, the kind of heart, the outlook that says, actually, as I grow, it becomes about others. Here's the third thing. It's because God's master plan requires a bigger me. For what God wants to do, it requires a bigger me. Yeah, you're going to hear this next month in June. But I was thinking about this. I walked through the bush with the dog yesterday afternoon. I was thinking about the difference between enough, more than enough and abundance. And I felt like the Holy Spirit dropped into me that enough, well, that's the place a lot of people live. More than enough is where I can meet the needs of others. But abundance is about the next generation. Abundance is not just can I help people, it's can I leave something great for the generation to follow. God's master plan requires a bigger me. After 2 Samuel 5.10 or 1 Chronicles 11 verse 9, whichever one, a going and growing David enlarges Israel's territory. Go and read it later. He subdues all their enemies and he builds a huge treasury. Why? Because he's going to have a son called Solomon. And there will be 40 years of no war on planet Earth. Historians say it's the only uh, period like it in the whole of the history of mankind where there was no wars for 40 whole years. There's several going on right now around our planet, but there was none because a king was a part of a bigger plan. He wanted to build God the temple. God said, no, you're not going to do it. Your son's going to do it. And from that moment on, David started saving and storing riches. He gave $1.2 billion to one project. $1.2 billion to one project that he would never see. Let me ask you a question. Are you growing? to become a part of God's master plan. So often it isn't true. We look at growth and see how am I doing? Am I, am I feeling better? Am I looking better? Turn to your neighbour right now and say, you're looking great. Come on, some of them need to hear it. Some of them have had a compliment for years. I've, I, I got the host team. I said, make sure you have the defibrillator ready. Because some people have never had a compliment in so long, the shock might just get to them. Just looking out, making sure you're all still going. Don't ever tell you I was in a church once and I don't think I've got time for that joke. It's a good joke though. How many people like to hear it? Oh, it's most of you. Oh, good. Come tonight, I'll tell it. Next generation called Solomon was going to build the temple. This is the only time it happens again in the whole of the Old Testament is that the the Bible says, when the priest began to sing and to praise, the glory of God filled the temple and no one could stand up. And thousands of people, thousands at one time would just whoosh, flatten their faces because the glory of God filled the temple. Now you and I are the temple. All this was going somewhere. And if David had lived a life about how am I doing? How's my bank account? What have I got? 
what am I doing? He would have missed being a part of something that has outlasted him. I want you to get this because I believe if you're a part of this church, we have always been about the generations. Why have we spent tens of thousands and I don't know how much on things like Red Frogs or Transform or MYA or Invested into Youth or Kids Church that right now we're just, well, it's just giganormous what's going on there. Why would we do all that? Because we want to be a part of something great even if we never get to see it. Amen. Beautiful. Here's the fourth reason why we all need to grow. We need to grow to become mature. 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 If you're from a proper school, I don't know how Americans say it, mature. If you're from Spain, I don't know, maybe you just say ripe. Isn't it sad when you see someone who has grown older, but they never grew up? Don't point to them. We've probably all been there, haven't we? I remember when I was about, I don't know, 30-something, 40-something, 50-something. I remember buying my kids remote-controlled cars for Christmas because I wanted to play with one. <laughs> year before that, I bought them a slot car set because I always wanted one when I was a kid. We were too poor, so I bought one for them. I had hours of fun with that. How many men here just know exactly what I'm talking about? Come on. Look, look at all the men's hands going. I love the honesty of men in this church. Amen. Amen. I know women, I do that. You are so mature. Huh? How many of you have got a Barbie you just bought in the last year because you go, I never had a Barbie when I was a kid? Who is that man with the hand up there? Awesome. Well done. Great job. Can I tell you, God does not want a heaven full of big kids sucking their thumb. Huh? Little babies around the throne. The angels are saying, come on, let's all sing holy, holy. I don't want it. I'm not up the front. I can't see. He's too tall. I don't want it. I can't find my mum. Where is she? I can't find my dad. Oh, God. That angel keeps on belting his wings. They hit me in the face. Oh, God. Huh? Let me give you a word from the Lord this morning. There is no crash in heaven. Huh? Huh? There's no babies up there. So come on, if you're one of those little thumb-sucking Christians, it's time to grow up. Amen. That's a word from God right there. Amen. God is not going to have a heaven full of big baby Christians Still chucking tanties when we don't get our own way? I don't want to lift my hand. What do you mean I've got to be there? Still pouting, sulking, taking our bat and ball and going home. Where do you go if you don't like heaven? There's only one other place I know of to go. And I don't think they're playing cricket down there. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up. May grow up. Come on. Come on, church, let's grow up in Jesus' name. I know you are. I'm not having a shot at you, you know. But I've been, I've, 
I remember telling the Lord once, I got so angry about something or other, I said, that, I can tell you where I was, it's so embedded in my mind. I said, that's it, I'm never tithing again. Well, you know, I spat the dummy with God. And then I realised about a half an hour later that my tithe probably wasn't going to affect the economy of heaven quite that much. But oh, oh, I've discovered over the years when I chuck tandies with God, it's almost like he just stands there doing this. When you're ready, we can get up and go again. Huh? And then you get over it and you get up and go, I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me. And he goes, that's all right, let's keep going. Because he wants us to grow up, to become mature. Here's the last one. The fifth reason why we all need to grow is to live a larger life. Psalm 23, you all know it, don't you? You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leaves me beside the still waters, and I love it there. It's so gorgeous. I'm just taking a photo and putting that to Instagram. Oh, here I am, still waters. Look at that. Oh, green pasture all around, man. He's restored my soul. Oh, God, yes. Oh, he's leading me in the paths of righteousness. It's so beautiful. Oh, God, I'm just, God, I'm just, oh, I'm, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And then verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The rod and the star, they comfort me. Huh? It goes just ugly and bad. But here's the deal. Verse 5 then goes on and says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I, you go home and have a read of it and I dare you to try and tell me that verse 5 and 6 are not the best place. They're the better place by far than 1 or 2. Even though 1 and 2 was green pastures and still waters, even though he restored my souls, I get to go somewhere where I have victory, where there's abundant provision, not just for me, but for everyone. The anointing is there. And I hear the voice of God leading me every moment of my life. That's definitely a far better place. But here's the deal. Verse 5 and 6 are on the other side of verse 4. God is never going to courier, verse, listen to me. God is never going to courier, listen to me. God is never going to courier, verse 5 and 6, to you in verse 1 and 2. Huh? We all want God, come on now, let's be honest in church for once in our life. Let's be honest. We all want God to get, we want to stay in verse 1 and 2. In the sweet by and by. Walking together in fellowship sweet. We'll walk, walk in the light. Loving one another till Jesus we meet. We'll walk, walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk, walk in the light. Walk, yeah. In the light, we're walking in the light of God. Oh, yeah. My wife's sitting down there saying, don't encourage him. See what I've got to put up with? We want God to courier. You know, listen to me. You've got to get this today. If you get nothing else of this message, and some of you here are wondering if this is really church and if I'm really a pastor. Oh, I have been ordained seven times. Like, hello. It's true, actually. They're all under aliases. <laughs> no, that's not true. Shouldn't have said that. 
That'll go out. Someone will edit that out of our YouTube thing. It'll be there. His real name. I'm saying this because of this great statement that the Holy Spirit put in my heart for you this morning. What you won't go through, you can't grow through. What you won't go through, you can't grow through. And this person in Psalm 23 is in a beautiful place and then in an ugly place. But as they go through it, they grow through it. Are you going to go through your difficulty and come out bigger or are you going to stay there? See, I was going to talk about endurance. And then I realised that for many people, enduring just simply means they stay exactly in the same place and grit their teeth and endure. And that's not growth. That's just you hanging on. Come on, come on. You might say, Jeff, God has not answered my prayers. Then I would say to you, get before God, get to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to come into your school of prayer and you're going to teach me how to get answers. Don't give up. There was a woman who persisted with Jesus himself. She said, I've got a daughter at home, lies at home, grievously vexed of the devil. Some of you have got kids like that. They're grievously vexed of the devil. And when she came to Jesus and said, Lord, would you heal my daughter? He said, um, send her away. Told the disciples, don't even let her talk to me. How cruel and how rude. But he knew what he was doing. He was provoking something great out of her. He ended up saying the statement he only ever said about one other person in his earthly ministry. I have not found so great a faith. No, not in all Israel. Come team, please. And so I want you to hear this today because some of you are in difficult places and I'm here to ask you this morning in, on God's behalf, are you going to go through it and grow through it or are you just going to be stuck? We come back a year from now, will your faith have increased? Will you believe it? Please hear me. I'm not telling you like, oh yeah, you shouldn't and how pathetic. Because mercy Lord, ask my wife. I've been, I've been in that spot sometimes for a long time. And then by the grace of God, he just comes and begins to whisper. Well, I thank God I read the Bible. I journal every morning. And some days I journal and I pray and I'm not sure that even heaven's got a, any open windows or that God's even listening. You know, but if I keep on doing it, I've discovered what I keep on doing takes me to the right place. Amen. Are you coming to church and saying, well, Jeff, I didn't feel the presence of God. You talked about it. I didn't feel it. Come back next week. Come tonight. Come as often as you can. Let God, come on, let God take you to somewhere great. Come on, grow. Come on. Husbands and wives and parents and children in this place. People that are listening via the podcast or on our YouTube channel. Will you go through? Come on. Will you go through? I want you to be sitting there saying, by the grace of God, I'm going to. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to stay in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not going to let grief become the thing that is my constant companion that lives around my life. I'm going to go through that in Jesus' name. I'm not going to let that failure back there, that mistake. 
I'm not going to let that job thing, that relationship bust up. I'm not going to let that become the, the sign written over my life. I'm going to go through until it's way back in the distance. I'm going up ahead because I believe that there is a table spread before me in the presence of my enemies and my cup runs over. My head is anointed with oil, goodness and mercy. They are going to be what's behind me, not my failures because the scripture says they're going to follow me. And if they're going to follow me, they're behind me. And if they're behind me, it means whatever used to be behind me is so far back, I can't even see it anymore. And if I look around, instead of seeing pain and heartache and grief and loss and mess and brokenness, I look around now and what's looking at me? Goodness and mercy. I look at me as I keep on going in Jesus' name. Are you going to go through? So you can grow through in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. Nobody leaving. Just stand on your feet with me a minute. We love God in this place. We love God in this place. We're unashamed about it. We're unashamed about the power of God and the presence of God. That's why we invite people to come forward for prayer. It's not because we're asking people to expose their weakness, but we're asking them to come and partake of His strength. And so I know this morning there's people here in this place and you need to say to God, come on, you need to say to God this morning, I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through in Jesus' name. I'm going on to the best. I'm going on to the greatest. I'm going on to a bigger me. I'm going on to a better me. I'm not looking back at how I got into the problem. I'm looking forward to what's up ahead for me in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, help every one of us. Mm. We worship you this morning, Lord. We worship you. You are what we are all about. You have the answers for our life. God, we're not trusting ourselves. We're not trusting our ability, our intellect, our reason, our logic. We're not relying on someone else. We're saying, God, you alone. You alone are who we desire. You alone are who we seek. You alone, oh God. Help us today in Jesus' name. Help us to go through so we can grow through. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's sing it together. Just worship God. Can we sing the song we started, we ended on a minute ago? Let's just worship God. Stay with me a minute. Stay with me a minute. Come on, lift your hands to God and love Him as we sing this song. Let Him touch you today. Come on. Come on, some of you have been Christians a long while, but today's your moment. Come on. Get those hands up and say, oh, God, here I am. God, here I am. Some of you here going, oh, but I prayed, Jeff, nothing happened. Would you lift your hands one more time and say, God, I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through. I believe the power of God is here in this place. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to do a miracle inside of you. Before you see the miracle on the outside, let Him do it inside of you today. In Jesus' name, thank you.